Hi, my name is Barry Manandi and you're listening to the ZFM Sport Podcast. Z. Nice, Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's time for a laugh, a bit of music, plenty of banter and certainly good company in the form of Chris Meadzi, myself, Mike Madoda and Sean Tafirinika. Good evening, Zimbabwe. This is ZFM Sport on a Wednesday, Wacky Wednesday. And uh, this is always the light-hearted show, isn't it, Chris? You know, always plenty of fun. And of course, uh, the interaction uh, with the listeners is always paramount to everything we do. Yeah, on a Wednesday, I think we get to have a bit of a longer fan zone um, and the listeners do come through with some very wild and wacky responses. Yeah, absolutely. And some suggestions too. Uh, and a few will be asking for your number, but uh, we shan't go into that. <laughs> they just need to, they don't want to play ball. Uh, they just need to send you some eco cash. Eco cash. And we can sort the US thoughts. dollar wallet, yes. mind you. And uh, of course, our WhatsApp number here at ZFM is 0731 168 Join in and be part of the conversation. We'll be having all that, but we'll also be having a bit of sport as well. On the home front, Zimbabwe have all to play for in their final Group B match at the ICC T20 World Cup against Scotland after a fiery four-wicket spell from pace bowler Alzari Joseph helped two-time champions the West Indies storm past the Chevrons by 31 runs to keep their dreams alive of advancing to the Super 12 stage. Zimbabwe losing earlier today. Who will be picking apart at that match, that performance versus the Windies and of course trying to figure out what our chances are heading into the deciders that will be played on Friday. We also have international sports news for you and we go stateside where the NBA season got underway last night and Steph Curry dropped 33 points as the Golden State Warriors began the defense of their NBA title with a win over the Lakers. In Around the World in 60 we have updates from South Africa, England as well as the United States. Second half of the show is the beautiful game where we're going to have the UEFA Women's Champions League group stage which kicks off tonight with Lyon starting their title defense as 15 challenges dream of dethroning them in Eindhoven in early June next year. Valencia defender Hugo Guillamon said his side his side left Ramon Sanjay Pichuan with the with the feeling that they've dropped two points as they had a penalty saved in stoppage time to deny them the win in a one-all draw with Sevilla last night. And in tonight's action, Tottenham manager Antonio Conte believes Manchester United remain a monster in world football, but is excited to see his team test themselves at Old Trafford. Hi, this is Benjamin Locke. I'm on the Zimbabwe Davis Cup team, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. 
So apart from our WhatsApp platform, which is 0731-168-045, we are also on Twitter and Facebook at ZFM Sport. Follow that handle at ZFM Sport. And don't forget that we are available as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Simply search for ZFM Sport and subscribe. Get great show we got lined up for you. But before we get to the cricket and other stories, let's give you a local sports news roundup. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. Let's start your local sports news roundup with some tennis news where Zimbabwe tennis stars Benjamin and Courtney Locke have been having a difficult time at the ongoing Ambato La Gran Cuidad, which is also known as the Ambato Challenger Tournament at Club Tarangua in Ecuador. The one-week-long tournament has seen Courtney Locke lose one match out of two played, while his brother Benjamin had his last fixture against Argentina, uh, Facundo Juarez suspended. The tournament falls under the Association of Tennis Professionals ATP Challenger Tour and is being played in Ambato for the second consecutive year. Head over to some hockey news. The Hockey Association of Zimbabwe have announced their under-21 women's squad for next year's Junior Africa Cup. The Continental Showpiece is due to take place next year in March. The squad includes several players from the team that represented the country at the FIH Hockey Women's Junior World Cup in April. Some of those players are Tinodiwa Nashi Elijah, Tatenda Masquera, Kaylee Sitole, Kanyisile Mzizi and Hoha Jones. Finish off with some football news. FC Platinum could may, be made to pay dearly, including possibly having the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League title, which they are on the verge of winning, forfeited after they allegedly used an ineligible player Juan Mutuza in one of their games this season. It's alleged that the 23-year-old midfielder has run a contract with her rentals until the end of the year and in disregard of that, Mutuza went on to join FC Platinum early this year. Her rentals claim they wrote to the club over eight months ago advising them to stop playing Mutuza without their consent. Football's ever messy, Mike. But this situation is uh, interesting. Uh, for me, uh, uh, there's, it, it smacks of a conspiracy to try and uh, deny FC Platinum yeah. Uh, of the title and of course uh, to try and uh, uh, pick holes in their challenge this season uh, but also I would then look at the Premier Soccer League and say you know what uh, a player just doesn't get to play for another club yeah. how was he registered mm-hmm. uh, because there was a registration process yes. that would have uh, been undertaken by FC Platinum which would have been sanctioned by the Premier Soccer League yes. so if the Premier Soccer League sanctioned it then we can't be pointing fingers at FC Platinum but for me it will be uh, it will leave a bit of a a, a, a sour taste in the mouth mm-hmm. uh, if uh, one or two clubs were to benefit from the four feature uh, and win the title via the boardroom. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. Well, Team Zimbabwe was in action uh, this uh, earlier today in Australia. Uh, and, of course, uh, we'll have all to play for in our final Group B match at the T20 World Cup against Scotland after a fiery four-wicket spell from pace bowler Zari Joseph helped two-time champions the West Indies storm past the Chevrons by 31 runs to keep their dreams alive by advancing to the Super 12 stage. West Indies were limited to 153 for seven in Hobart before Zimbabwe 
reached 29 without loss in the third over of the run chase. However, the Sharon slumped to 122 all out in 18.2 overs with Joseph bagging 4 for 16 and Jason Holder 3 for 12. Let's hear from Zimbabwe stand-in captain Regis Jakava who spoke after the match. I thought that, you know, our bowlers uh, stuck to their plan, you know, and the process that we came in with, you know, just trying to hit our areas as much as we can, especially with the spinners, you know, and uh, try to rush the overs a little bit in the middle period there. But, uh, you know, the bowlers did pretty well to, to pull it back from there. I would have been happy, you know, certainly to, to have restricted them to, to 150 as we did, you know, and we certainly went in with, with the confidence that, you know, we would get there. Um, I just thought that... You know, probably lost one too many in that first 10 overs, you know, and so uh, again, credit to, you know, to West Indies and our Zari Joseph, you know, he really opened up the gates for them and he just bought brilliantly. I think that, you know, the boys are still pretty confident, you know, obviously uh, we'll be disappointed by, you know, how short we ended up being after such a good start, you know, but uh, we'll all be looking to, to bounce back on Friday. Register Cup there standing in now for regular skipper Craig Irvine who missed the contest due to illness uh, and uh, Tony Munyonga replacing him in the runner on 11 in that game versus the West Indies which was Zimbabwe's second match at the T20 World Cup uh, and a positive result in this match would have sealed qualification for the Chevrons uh, to the main stage of the World Cup but unfortunately Chris what started off with so much promise first of all Oh, yeah. Zimbabwe uh, restricting the West Indies to a very modest total. I mean, mm. we've got to admit that uh, 153 for seven. If someone had offered that, uh, offered us that before the game, oh, yeah. we would have taken it. And then the start that we got off to with the bat, where we were 29 without loss. At that stage, everything pointed to a Zimbabwe victory. Yeah, and when we take a look at what we always talk about in terms of having that initial platform, I think the Chevrons did well to set the platform. I think when we now get to our middle order, there's the inevitable collapse that happens with Mm. our batting and that's exactly what led us down today. I think also another thing is we are extremely reliant on particular I, I, players. I was, I was gonna, I was gonna ask that. Yeah. Are we now de- developing an over reliance on Sikander Raza because mm-hmm. it didn't go well for him today? It didn't go well for him today at all, and it's it's unfortunate that this is this comes so soon after he knocked that 82 from 48 balls, and he comes into this match. He's not able to reproduce that magic, and you know what? Naturally, He's also a marked man. But the opposition is off because they're now taking notice. They know anyone who studies their opponent is going to see that there's a particular player who plays in a particular way and this is the way that we are going to deal with that player. And there was a plan, clearly, for Sikandar Raza and he was great with the ball as well. But when it comes to that batting, we are overly reliant on one player, a couple of players. And that's what led us down today. 150, what was it, 153 for seven? Yeah. I think we were get very gettable and with the start that we had we should have been able to get the momentum going but inevitably we collapsed and of course Sikander Raza today could only manage 14 runs from 8 balls and he was the 5th man to fall uh, as Zimbabwe succumbed to defeat versus the West Indies uh, and, and now the, the, the only positive I think that we can get out of this match is the end that we had to our innings mm-hmm. yes we are bowled out for 122 but I think we did enough to make sure that our net run rate 
remained ahead of that of the West yeah. Indies as well as Ireland. Uh, and so Zimbabwe currently find themselves in Group B in second place behind Scotland. All the teams have got two points. So mm. the Irish have got two points after their victory versus Scotland. Uh, and then the West Indies also have two points after their victory versus Zimbabwe. But as far as net run rate is concerned, Zimbabwe is in second place and only trails Scotland now. Should weather decide to be a factor, Chris, and it buckets as it can in uh, Tasmania. Uh, And these matches are sort of like rained out. It means that Scotland and Zimbabwe will qualify by virtue of that net run rate if these matches are not played because there isn't a reserve day. Mm -hmm. The World Cup proper kicks off the following day on Saturday with Australia taking on New Zealand. So it will be like that. So these games, if they are played now, it goes down to the scenario where Zimbabwe will have to beat Scotland and whoever wins in that other game will also qualify and again, I think it's a scenario that had you handed it to Zimbabwe before the tournament, we would have taken. <laughs> Definitely. We take, we took a look at this group and I think one of the things that was very clear was that, first of all, this would not be an easy group to get out of. Yeah. Yes, we had our target that we want to make it to the Super 12, but this was not an easy group to get out of. Our results against the West Indies, like you pointed out, that net run rate, maintaining that was very key in this particular. I know we're disappointed. Mm. Naturally, we wanted the qualification soon after beating the West Indies, but I think we can take comfort in the fact that this is the West Indies that yeah. we came up against. Two times Absolutely. And it was not going to be easy to come against them in, in any way, shape or form. But we managed to maintain our net run rate. And with the rain that is already forecast for Friday, we never know how things are going to play out. And if we do play against Scotland, I think we, we have a decent enough chance. It's good that we got the stumble against tougher opposition. Yeah. Against Australia, I think we generally see that the Chevrons, after a loss, are able to bring it back together again and uh, get some momentum going. So fingers crossed that against Scotland, we can keep it together both in our bowling and in our batting. King George has got in touch. He says, I'm heartbroken with the performance of the Chevrons today. They had a great chance to win the game today, but they threw away the advantage they created during the game, which led them to losing the game. Yes, they lost. Disappointing result, no doubt. No one's denying that, but we are still in the World Cup. We still have destiny in our own hands, and we are up against a Scotland side that if we play our best cricket we should be able to beat. Now, how phenomenal was the support, Chris? Because, oh. wow, I mean, to hear strains of Baya Wabaya yes. coming through on the television <laughs> feed there and seeing the scores of Zimbabweans yeah. that were yeah. out in Hobart. I mean, uh, phenomenal support. I have friends out there who are saying, oh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to go. Zimbabwe's coming, you know, for the qualifiers. And I thought, uh-huh, sure. Wow. But it really turned out that way. I think people had been planning for a long time and what's great, and we see this all the time with our national teams, when they go somewhere, we saw it with the uh, the Gems mm-hmm. when they went across to the yeah, UK, to Liverpool, yeah. Zimbabweans filled up that place with the flags, with the cheering, and I think it always does something for the players to have that contingent of supporters. It's always so key. And big shout out to the to the Zimbabweans in Australia. Yeah. That was an incredible show. Yeah. And of course, it always adds a flavour as well mm. uh, to the different tournaments that Zimbabwe is 
participating in. And uh, it used to be that, without a doubt, uh, I think you go back maybe two, three decades ago, the Warriors definitely had the most phenomenal support. Oh, yeah. If you wanted a vibe, if you wanted a, uh, an atmosphere, you went to watch the Warriors in action at the National Sports Stadium. Uh, and then along came the Black Brothers, the Black family when Zimbabwe oh, yes. was in the Davis Cup. That too was phenomenal, a city sports center. But off late, you've got to say that cricket have really ramped it up. I oh, mean, yeah. their supporters are phenomenal. So we want to find out. I mean, I'll start with you, Chris. Uh, who, who do you rate as having the best supporters in the country right now? Which right national now, team? Yeah, the right, now. right now. Yeah, so okay, so right now being maybe the last sort of like two years, the last three yeah. years, you know, who do you see having the most phenomenal support? You know, the the, the, the supporters are always out there. I mean, I, I'm gonna go with the Chevrons. Because the scenes yeah. that we have seen at Harare Sports Club yes. and at Queen Sports Club Corner. in Bula, Castle Corner. Ah, oh, brilliant. I, I'm not going to go with the Chevrons mm. because I feel like that's a recent memory thing. Mm. I'm going to go with the Warriors and I'll tell you why. The Warriors. The Warriors. Let me tell you why. Oh, they haven't Remember, done well of late, Chris. They haven't done well. but Fans we, haven't been we, singing. We, <laughs> no, we're not necessarily in the uh, stadiums. But if you take a look at when everyone was going to wear yellow on a particular oh, match, I can't yeah, remember what it was. I saw entire companies, mm. corporate organizations, people wearing yeah, yellow. Remember, you saw was across certain, social uh, media. Barry and Mike uh, who started all that. But anyway, who made the, gone, yeah. the entire yeah. nation yeah. wear yellow. <laughs> so I think for me, the Warriors still have that contingent of support. If only we were playing football. Yeah, if only we were playing football and if only we could start winning like we're seeing mm. with the Gems. The Gems as well in Liverpool. Uh, I mean, not so much here at home, yeah. uh, but uh, what we saw in Liverpool was phenomenal. So we want to find out from you, if you're listening, who do you think has got the most phenomenal supporters at the moment? Is it the Warriors? Is it the Gems, our national team, our national netball team? Is it the Chevrons, who of course are participating at the T20 World Cup? Have you been to Harare Sports Club? Have you been to Queens? Have you been to Rufaro, the National Sports Stadium? Tell us who you're backing. Or maybe it's the Cheetahs or the Sables. If you've ever been to the, uh, is it the Exchange Machinery, machinery uh, Stadium? Exchange. I've never actually got that wrong. It's the Machinery Exchange thing. Yes. Just call it Harare Sports Club. No, please. no. It's Machinery Exchange Stadium. Okay, Machinery yes. Exchange Thank Stadium. You. Harare Sports Club. <laughs> uh, <so laughs> send us a message, okay? Who you think has got the most phenomenal supporters? You know our number. 0731-168-045 0731-168-045 Quick break and when we come back we're talking NBA basketball Whether it's the NBA or NFL The Best of America on ZFM Sport NBA action is back. It all got underway last night uh, with two phenomenal and hugely entertaining matches. And in one of them, Steph Curry dropped 33 points as the Golden State Warriors began the defense of their NBA crown with a 123-109 to win over the LA Lakers. Eight-time All-Star Curry led the Warriors scoring. In fact, led all scoring, Sean, with Andrew Wiggins <laughs> scoring 20 points. Let's hear from Steph Curry. We're playing 11 guys uh, right now. 
they're trying to get everybody up to speed. So there are a lot of different uh, rotations and, and lineups out there. So you're just trying to build chemistry. And, um, you know, that's that's the goal, to try to win games in the process of learning. So a lot of young guys get an opportunity early in the season because we're going to need them throughout the year and hopefully in the playoffs. I say we have a number of guys that deserve an opportunity to play. You know, in the years past, we've had a lot more experience and veteran guys that we could go, and that's where strength and numbers came from. But we have an opportunity to have, uh, you know, the deepest, the most, uh, I guess, proven team once we get to, you know, the playoffs because everybody's going to have a chance to play. And uh, I don't envy Coach Kerr's job to have to figure out, you know, how to disperse the minutes because... See. Now, after receiving diamond-encrusted rings in the pre-game ceremony, the Warriors were held to 25 points in the first quarter, but hit 34, 32, and 32 in the final three periods as they outscored the Lakers 48 to 30 on three-pointers. Before we get to the actual basketball, let's talk about that pre-game ceremony, uh, Chris, <laughs> where, of course, uh, the banner went up uh, in uh, Oracle Arena and they got their rings. The Americans just know how to do ceremony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. They, when, when, when we talk about America being the entertainment capital of the world, yeah. it really is. And they take it right across the system, whether it's sport, whether it's TV, whatever the case is, when the US does something, and I think especially in the NBA, I was taking a look at uh, one of the sporting agencies that mm. has actually cons- uh, works on NBA shows, putting it all together. They work for Pepsi specifically. It's an annual thing where I think it's the week before something like this. There's a lot of work that's being put yeah. in. It's very specific. It's you've got multiple teams of up to a hundred people mm. that are putting all of 10, 15 minutes together. But the impact not ju- that not you just, get, not just three or four no, marketing no, no. offices in the sponsors, no, 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 no. in the sponsors marketing <laughs> exactly. Department. Not in the team's mm. marketing department works there as well. You've got an entire group of up to a hundred people who are working for 15 minutes to, be, to 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 deliver the best possible product. Do, do you feel maybe that's where, when you take a look at the Zimbabwe scene and uh, and our sports events, mm. uh, events, not just matches but events, do you feel that that's maybe where we miss a trick? Because you're talking about these teams of scores and scores, sometimes yeah. over 100 people mm. who are running just one event. Do you think that's where we're missing it, where we're not allowing... Uh, should I say event organizers who actually can do the work, oh, yeah. understand the work, to do the work, and we're letting marketing departments run events. And as someone who runs a marketing department, yeah. I can tell you that it is no easy mm. task and it should not be done by marketing departments. The job of the marketing department is to brief the events company. Cast that vision. Is the, yes, we want this, we want to achieve this, and these are the sort of results that we're looking at. And we see it, I think now we're being beginning to seeing a lot more in terms of our music concerts mm-hmm, here in Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had one that was really good when Burner Boy came. That setup, yeah. we should have the same scale of setup when we're taking a look at our sporting events. Absolutely. And of course, uh, that is a challenge out there to not just uh, people who are putting on sports events, but people who are putting on events in general in Zimbabwe. Let's talk basketball. Uh, Steph Curry, undoubtedly the star of the show, but mm-hmm. uh, he's got a good cast of players who are supporting him at the Golden State Warriors. And if they remain fit, I I think the Golden State Warriors will be there in the final shakeup. Yeah, and they definitely like the key there 
they need to all stay fit. Yeah. I think we've seen it with these franchises that there's a there's a as the season goes, we see a few of the key players. I think here Steph Curry, um, in terms of Clay Thompson, Poole as well, managing to put the scores together. You don't get those scores 34, 32, 32 consistently across a game from one player. It's mm. never going to happen. And every time there's expectations that they should there is inevitably disappointment. So, very good cast around him. I hope they can keep the cast together until the end of the season. Are, are these uh, players, uh, I mean, uh, showing up our football stars? Because, you know, the big debate in football, especially in Europe, in the Premier League, is that they're playing too many games. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, these are footballers sometimes that are playing maybe 45 games, uh, 50 games. Yeah. Uh, if you're a phenomenal team, maybe like City, and you're going deep in tournaments, maybe you're playing 55 games. Mm-hmm. But these basketball stars, I mean, sometimes end up playing as many as 90 games in a season. These guys are playing three games a week at times. And they don't complain. No, they don't. They get on with it, (laughs) jump on the next plane, into the next city, they play. And I think what's even more impressive is the amount of travelling. It's exactly the same. In the Premier League, whether you're taking a look at NBA, the travelling is the same. There Mm. is consistent travelling. And the fact that they have more games means that there's a lot more work being done behind the scenes in terms of managing those loads and also the conditioning of these teams is very key. The Premier League is still to catch up, I think. And I think also the Premier League is... I hate that I'm saying this, but getting a bit soft. It's getting a bit soft. Okay, so so do the the, the advent of the American owners, because we're seeing more and more American Mm. owners. I think half the teams now in the English Premier League uh, have got links to American ownership. Mm -hmm. Are we inevitably going to see that American influence starting to filter through to the English Premier League? I know the English don't like it because they're very traditional. Oh, yes. And and these are community clubs. Yeah, these are community. Yeah, they keep lying to themselves. You know, we're a community club. We're Manchester United. Yet you're owned by the Glazers. Oh, we're Liverpool. Our, Our heartbeat is in Merseyside. Yet you're owned by Red Capital. Uh, uh, you know what? They're conservative, but inevitably, since these are businesses, uh, mm-hmm. surprise, surprise to some fans who are listening to us, <laughs> these are businesses, you know, football clubs. They're football clubs to us fans. Yes. Because we, it's we, an entertainment yeah, business. But it's an entertainment business, so they've got to make money. Inevitably, are we going to see, you know, the introduction of some of these Americanisms yes. in sport? You know, that all star game that everyone yes. laughed off, including Klopp yes. ETC. Now they're talking about a pre season tournament in America. It's coming. It's, it's, it's coming, and it's coming gradually. And one thing that I love about American owners is that they'll bide their time. Mm. So when you're taking a look at those preseason games that you're talking about, but also the Super League. We talk about the Super League like it's something that happened and we laughed about it on Twitter and it's mm. gone. There's a very realistic possibility that that increase of own of American, in fact, foreign, let me say foreign ownership because you've got the Saudi ownership as well. And those owners are more interested in how much action can we put on to get bigger returns so there's very realistic possibility that even the the way that the premier league is being played at the moment mm. in fact the european leagues might change all right uh, a message has come through Yanza. basketball players are subbed and can rest plus these timeouts allow them to recuperate during games he does have a point however mm-hmm. the intensity of basketball uh, is at a higher level than yeah. to football uh, so you've got five players on court for, 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 for a team yeah. at any given moment who are heavily involved mm-hmm. uh, you are moving in yes, basketball consistently. There, there, there is nothing like oh you know what uh, the ball is in attack yes, now I'm sit uh, deep. and Virgil van Dijk is sitting uh, yeah. deep and uh, you know he's just uh, shaping up and so forth <laughs> there's nothing like that basketball you are involved in attack you are involved in, in position you are yeah. involved in defence so you know what they, there's a, a bit of give and take our give and take yes that they do get timeouts but the top players don't get to rest much no they don't you and know? I think that's the point that 
we miss that there are players who, yes, it's one, two, maybe three in every team that have to consistently play at that level of intensity. So there's still work being done there in terms of managing that kind of player. And the same thing can be done in football. All right. Uh, in the other opening uh, night matchup, uh, which is, of course, in the Eastern Conference this time, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown each hit 35 points as the Boston Celtics open the season with a 126-117 to 117 win over the Philadelphia 76ers in a hugely entertaining game. James Harden led Philadelphia with 35 points while Joel Embiid finished on 26 uh, points. Upcoming key games, Miami Heat versus the Chicago Bulls. The Memphis Grizzlies will entertain the New York Knicks. The New Orleans Pelicans are where the Brooklyn Nets. Can they do it this time? The Nets. Utah Jazz versus uh, the Denver Nuggets and the Phoenix Suns uh, will take on the Dallas Mavericks. Coming up, uh, we'll take you around the world in 60 with stops in South Africa, England, as well as the United States. Uh, play of the day, and then we get into the fan zone. Hi, my name is Luba Mute, Los Angeles Clippers small forward, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. Around the world in 60 seconds, international sports news. We take on South Africa where former Springbok captain Jean de Villiers says he would prefer Damien Willemser to play fly half ahead of Johan Goosen during the Springbok's year-end tour to Europe. Bill's pivot Goosen was only number 10 listed on a 26-man box squad named for the training camp in Stellenbosch. Willems made the squad as a utility back but with Andre Pollard injured and Elton Yanchis not available, the Stormer Stars expected to play a prominent fly half role on the tour. In news from England, Tyson Fury and De- Eric Chisora are finally are finalising a trilogy bout at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London on the 3rd of December for Fury's WBC heavyweight bouts. The Gypsy King won both previous matches, a unanimous decision in July 2011 and a 10th round corner stoppage in November 2014. Fury is coming off a 6 TKO win over... Dylan White in April. It's touchdown in the United States where John Rahm has rejected Phil Mickelson's claim that Live Golf is on the rise while PGA Tour is on its way down. Mickelson, a six-time major champion, was among the initial wave of players to switch from the PGA Tour to the Live Golf Invitational Series, which is bankrolled by Saudi Arabia's PIF and offers prize incentives significantly bigger than anything available in the professional game elsewhere. Fan Zone. Get in touch with the team and have your say your way. Operator. Okay, let's go to our messages. 0731-168-05. Already the arguments are starting, you know. Uh, Chris won't give me credit for being the defending champ. Chris, I, yeah. I don't remember this. And if we ask Barry, Barry will be like, yeah. So I'll wait for Alois to be in the studio. Then I'm going to ask no, Alois. No, you, 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 Alois, so it's okay. You were you busy sulking. No, I don't yes. remember this win. I'm, I'm the defending we champion. We did not decide on a win, guys. Yeah. You can't claim to be the defending champion the when pro- you did decide the The producer has just chewed that one. And the producer is sitting right next to you. What is he supposed to say? <laughs> okay, let's read the messages. Okay, guys. Right, Tulani in Warren Park says Castle Corner all the way. In fact, he sent three messages to make sure we read <laughs> that one. Uh, Castle Corner strong at the moment. Yeah, strong, strong, strong. Yeah, and the soccer fans, Warriors, Hakuna Manofura, Ipapo, and Dovane. But the truth is, I don't remember the last time 
the, the Warriors actually had like a great atmosphere. I, I have to go back to maybe there was a game we played against Mali uh, at Rufaro Stadium mm -hmm. uh, where we, I, I remember there was a particularly good atmosphere in that game. But, I, you know, you, you're now sort of like going maybe year by year, one or two matches. Yeah, Whereas yeah. with the Chevrons, it's every game that they play. Castle Corner is In rocking. recent memory. Yes, it's like that's three years, guys. Guys, not even even like if you take a look at the last sort of twenty four months, mm. maybe, no eighteen months even. Uh, that's when Castle Corner has come alive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> There's some work being done by the suits at Zimbabwe Cricket. All right. Uh, comments on the basketball here, Anzi. Women's basketball is actually more challenging. Anzi, running, running, and running. As a men's side, the whistle gets blown every second, and <laughs> it's boring. <laughs> Sean, you watch a lot of uh, women's basketball. Oh, you agree with that? No, he says no, not Sean, true. Not Sean, true. Is, Sean is a fan of particular women in the in WNBA. That, that's what he likes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And hi, guys. NBA players have a longer off-season, so it cancels out in the end. That is the point. They mm -hmm. do have Good a point. long off-season, which is something that I think, Chris, that uh, football needs to con seriously consider now because the amount of football that has been played in, let's say, the last four or five years mm. uh, in the pandemic era, ETC. And now we're beginning to see a lot of injuries. Yes. And there are going to be some really good players. I think Diogo Jota is going to be missing out at the World Cup. Angolo yeah. um, Kante is missing out at the World mm -hmm. Cup. And we're going to see more and more injuries. Yeah, they... I'm not sure in terms of the actual work that's being done to make... Okay, conditioning, yes, but there's some, I don't know what to call, I don't know what the technical term is, but the way that these players are maintained across the season, yes, they play a lot more games, but there's a way in which surely the loads can be managed and these players in terms of their fitness and conditioning, something can be done, surely. I just think that there hasn't been this much football being played consistently and it's almost an adjustment that the European leagues have to make. Right, we got a message from some uh, dodgy fella called Barry Menandi. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Bass? He's not allowed to send us messages. <laughs> ah. He says, for me, it's the Chevron's fans. They sing when they're winning or things aren't going according to plan. Mugomba, the Warriors have fans for the first 10 minutes then they're on their own mass spectator it's, it is a point it's a good point it's a point but I don't football think fans tend to yes. abandon their team when the team needs yes them. yes when mm. you take a look at even um i think it was most recently dynamos fans who yes. started supporting the opposition when their team was losing i mean come on yeah exactly uh hi cfm uh, sports team okay anzi uh, loving the show i think the chevron's currently have the best following um i i think i have anzi i think the chevron's currently have the best following with the Warriors not in action. Enjoyed the atmosphere at Queen's recently. Guys, what if the audit report finds Zifa uh, is mired in financial irregularities? Is that a good thing for us? And Chris has a lovely voice with a wink emoji. That is Charles. Uh, well, I, I think, listen, I think it will not be uh, a revelation that Zifa is mired in financial... <laughs> yeah. We know that they are. There was, it's pending a signature so that it's official, really. Um, so at this point, yes, they still, you know, the audit comes out, they explain, blah, blah, blah. There's a whole procedure to it. But it wouldn't be a surprise. But the only issue is that the financial irregularities are on money that they receive from FIFA. Mm. This is not money that they receive from the state or from yeah. anyone it's locally. Gonna take, it's going to take FIFA to call them out. Yes. And FIFA, by virtue of who they are as an organization, is not likely to call out two 
million dollars being spent in mm. little Zimbabwe, misspent rather, in little Zimbabwe, and unaccounted for is the correct term. It's yeah. just unaccounted for, which means the team at Zifa could still account for that two million. Well, given Mutumkulu out in sky says, hello, Z team. It's, I just want to say, hard luck to our cricket team. I hope they do well on Friday and my beloved United to thrash Spurs 3-1. We've got the beautiful game coming up and of course we'll be previewing that game in a couple of uh, minutes. Uh, more messages here. And whether you like it or not, uh, when a player is registered with another club, when he has a running contact with other clubs, they have to face the music. Remember, Dynamo's lost the title in 2003 because of that Saka Apana Apana Jato Dakwa. Gray in Highfield has now until it's actually proven, and yes. they have to, of course, have uh, there they has to be a ruling made on this. Remember, right now, these are all allegations. Yes. We haven't heard from FC Platinum at all. And yeah. you know what? Here's my thing when whenever you're registering a player, like you said, the Premier Soccer League. You have to go through. There's a procedure. There's documentation that is required from her rental. So mm. there's no way player that a player licenses just that drove are produced, his car. Yeah, exactly. That are produced before every game. Yes. There's no way that he just drove his car to Shavani and said, I'm now playing for yeah, the Yeah, and now I'm playing That's Zilandra. not what happens. It doesn't happen. Whether it's in the Premier Soccer League, any of the lower divisions, that's not how. Yes, we can say that our football is unprofessional, but that is one of the things that they are very, very stringent upon is that player registration. And I expect both PSL and Zifa to have copies of players' contracts. My take is rentals are trying to add the COVID year of 2020 that was washed away by COVID regulations. And that is, of course, Nevison. And that is something to also consider. Mm. Do you know what? Uh, was he still contracted? Because they, 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 there's the issue of uh, the COVID thing where yes. some contracts came to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so in, I, I'd rather wait and hear, first of all, because inevitably I think FC Platinum has to respond to the allegations yes. and then the PSL has to also respond mm. to the allegations because this is at the very heart of where does the Premier League soccer title go to? Yes. There are only four matches it, to It's play. a very convenient time for these allegations to be made and I think ultimately there's going to be a lot of explanations that are going to come out and also let's not forget that this also serves as a distraction point because clubs like SC Platinum for example are now going to be caught up in ensuring that they put up a good defence instead of just focusing on finishing the season. Right. Strong. I want to ruthlessly crush this argument because this is someone who's <laughs> leaving in nostalgia. Uh, okay, Andy, let's go. 100 Chevron's fans versus 20,000 soccer fans. Come on, guys. Elsewhere, cricket field stadiums. When was the last time you saw a full soccer stadium? The Chevrons have been having more supporters than any football team in Zimbabwe. Yes, and that's any Premier Soccer yeah. League team, whether it's your Caps United, Dynamo. In oh, fact, yes. those are the least. Tell me which team no right way. now has been having more fans than the Chevrons. Nope. 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 I'm going to nope. give you time to say <laughs> which time. <laughs> give us which team. Uh, apart from maybe Highlanders. I was about to say just Highlanders, Highlanders and might Barber come Fields. close. That's yeah. the only one team. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Harare Sports Club was chock-a-block. And, and uh, was... I went to watch Dynamos versus Ngezi the other day. By my estimate, there were no more than 500 fans in the national sports that's stadium. Shocking. Yeah, that's shocking. And that's supposed to be two big teams up yes. against each other. And that's supposed to be, you know, the team with seven million fans. Seven million. And then I went to watch again Dynamos versus FC Platinum. I don't think there was more than a thousand fans. There you go. In, in there the you stadium. Go. And in it's the... very problematic. And I don't know where to lay the blame. So, so let's not talk about football in historical terms. That's yes. why we gave a time period to cut in the last three years. Yes, three years. With what's happening now, football right now, everyone's complaining. Even Division One is having <laughs> better <crowds>. attendances. <laughs>
than the Premier Soccer yeah, League. Yeah, yeah. So you can't use the Premier Soccer League and the Warriors. What was the last time the Warriors played? I actually can't remember now. Yeah. Now, I actually can't remember. And it's going to be a potentially longer period until we see them again. Absolutely. Well, we got a big game that's on tonight. Manchester United taking on Tottenham Hotspur. It's all in the beautiful game. But before we get to the preview of that game, we'll tell you how things are looking like in the UEFA Women's Champions League. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues, the big teams, the big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. The UEFA Women's Champions League group stage begins tonight with Lyon starting their title defence's 15 challenges dream of dethroning them in Eindhoven in early June next year. For the second season running, the UEFA Women's Champions League is employing a group stage to whistle the final 16 teams down to eight quarter-finalists. And just like in the inaugural season, the draw has thrown some familiar fours together. Let's run through those groups, starting with Group A, Chelsea of England, Paris Saint-Germain of France, Real Madrid of Spain and Velzania of Albania. In Group B, we've got Wolfsburg from Germany, Slavia Praha from the Czech Republic, Saint Polton, I hope I'm saying that correctly, yeah. <laughs> and then we have Roma from Italy. Group C has got Lyon of France, they're the holders, uh, together with Arsenal of England, Juventus of Italy, and Zurich of. Uh, Switzerland. In Group D, we've got Barcelona from Spain, Bayern Munich from Germany, Rusengard from Sweden and Benfica from Portugal. And uh, it's a tournament, Chris, that's uh, grown in leaps and oh, bounds. Yeah. And, and one of the things that I was really happy about was just the growth in terms of numbers, in terms mm-hmm. of eyeballs. First of all, in the stadiums, mm-hmm. uh, we were getting, I mean, uh, Barcelona was getting crowds upwards of 90,000 for their matches yeah. in the Camp Nou, something which the, the male team could not do last <laughs> season. Uh, and then, even as far as broadcasting is concerned as well. And I think broadcasting has been one of the key areas when it comes to growing the women's game. And UEFA is actually hoping that they'll be able to build up on that traction that they got last season. So last season's competition was watched by 56 million people in the world across 230 countries and territories. The attendance records, like you talked about, blown out of the roof as well. So hopefully, and I'm really hoping... Does this bring more money into the game? It definitely brings more money because once you've got more view, more viewers, more accessibility, it naturally brings more sponsorship. And it's, it's almost like a chicken and egg situation. Once you have one, inevitably you get the other and there's growth and more visibility and more interest that's generated as well. Simply because of the fact that now a lot more fans have access to the game. All right, tonight's matches, Zurich versus Juventus in Group C, Lyon versus Arsenal, that's also Group C. Group D action, we see Bayern versus Rosengard and Barcelona, Barcelona take on Benfica women. The league that makes football all so beautiful, where artistry and strokes of genius are the order of any day. Where the game is played with a smile and Luis Suarez adds some bite. Suarez! from the Spanish La Liga on CFM Sport. 
Right, we're going to run through uh, European action. Of course, there was a game played in Spain uh, where Valencia defender Hugo Guillamon uh, says his side left Ramon Sanchez Pichuan with the feeling that they dropped two points as they had a penalty saved in stoppage time to deny them a win in a one-all draw with Sevilla last night. And of course, uh, Valencia uh, had a very positive start to this game. Edinson Cavani putting them ahead after just uh, five minutes, but they weren't able to hold on and they conceded an equaliser in the 86th minute, uh, courtesy of former Tottenham Hotspur player Eric Lamela. The rest of your La Liga results from last night, Getafe and Athletic Club played out a two-all draw, whilst Atletico Madrid, uh, they were picked back uh, after they played out a one-all draw with Raya Vallecano. Tonight's La Liga fixtures, Cadiz versus Real Betis, Valladolid will take on Celta Vigo, Mallorca away to Sociedad and Real Madrid, the champions, they travel to Elche. We got uh, key matches uh, that are coming up in the DFB Cup, uh, Hanover versus uh, Borussia Dortmund, Freiburg versus St. Pauli, uh, Augsburg versus Bayern Munich, should be a good one, that was Stuttgart versus Arminia Bielefeld. Coppa Italia action tonight, Spursia versus Brescia, Parma versus Bari, Udinese versus Monza. It leads us to the Premier League where there's a big game on tonight. It's United taking on Spurs. All the rivalry. Goal for Liverpool early on Derby Day. All the stars. Cut back and De Bruyne. He made that look easy and I promise you it wasn't. And all the game-changing moments. Aubameyang, can he find a way through? You bet he can. That is top, top class. All the updates from the Premier League on ZFM Sport. Let's give you a couple of results, of course, uh, of games played last night. Uh, Crystal Palace beating Wolves 2-1. They had come from behind in that game. A good win. And again, uh, Chris, uh, Patrick Vieira, he continues to impress. Yeah, and I'm really happy for what he's been managed to do with his side. Um, consistently um, managing to string together these wins that come from behind win as well. And um, he's got players who are coming to uh, the party, Wilfred Zaha. Um, he scored in each of his last three appearances against Wolves. So you've got some consistency going there. Yeah. And... I think for Crystal Palace, the consistency is very important. First of all, for uh, Patrick Vieira to keep his job, but also I think for the continuation of this project. Absolutely. The other match from last night, Roberto Di Zabi remains winless as Brighton boss Arte side slipped to a goalless draw with Nottingham Forest. Now, in the big game, Spurs manager Antonio Conte believes that United remain a monster in world football, but he's excited to see his team test themselves at Old Trafford tonight. Let's hear from both managers ahead of tonight's match. First from Spurs boss, Conte and then Manchester United manager Eric Ten Hag. We are talking about uh, uh, a top club with uh, an amazing, amazing history. At Old Trafford, uh, it's not simple, it's not easy, it's not a good place for the opponent that is going to, to play. Um, there is a fantastic atmosphere. But at the same time, uh, it's, uh, it's a big theater that you have to go there and uh, and to play to play with personality to play your football to play with your idea 
Als je Fabulous Manager. Je um, is winning titles, trophies in um, de Premier League, in uh, Italy. En je kunt echt zijn signature in de match voor mijn team. En dat is een groot compliment, denk ik. Anthony Marshall is niet available. Hij is terug op de pitch, maar niet in de teamtraining. Uh, Christian Eriksen returned in de teamtraining vandaag. En we moeten zien hoe dat werkt, hoe hij zal recoveren. Als hij morgen de energie heeft, dus we moeten wachten voor dat. Uh, this is an interesting game. I think for Spurs, uh, it will test Chris their credentials, whether mm-hmm. they can challenge City and Arsenal at the top. And for Manchester United, uh, whether Eric Ten Hag is actually making progress, because there is a feeling after the initial victories versus Liverpool yeah. ETC, where things started to move forward, that the project is kind of stalling. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It got a bit shaky there. And I think... Spurs is definitely going to be a test. Uh, I saw a joke earlier on saying this is Conte and Conte light. Mm. And to some extent, that's true in terms of the way that both of these teams are playing football. I don't think we can expect to see a barnstorming affair here. But I think both managers have a point to prove in this game. Right. Cristiano, does he start or he's on the bench? Do you bring Rashford back into the starting lineup? Ooh, tricky. Mm. Um, I don't think Cristiano starts. You reckon he's on the bench? I, I reckon he's on the bench. <laughs> I'm not is sure that why. What he's come to. It, it really has and bit part player. I think so, and it's unfortunate um, that this is the way you know we're seeing the last of his career. But I think also Eric Ten Hag, when it comes to Cristiano Ronaldo, is not necessarily just an issue of performance, mm. but I think it w- it's an issue of stamping his authority on mm. what he has said it, about a player. He, he, this is more about just not setting a precedent. He, he, he doesn't seem to be as enamored as us the fans. No, so, not at that's all. The thing. Not and, at all. Uh, call it. Uh, United 2-1 United 2-1 I'm going with a one-all draw in this game the rest of your Premier League fixtures tonight Bournemouth versus Southampton Brentford will entertain Chelsea Liverpool versus West Ham at Anfield and then at St. James's Park it's Newcastle taking on Everton well time running out but enough I mean a comment here caught my eye Saka. we can't really blame Farai Jerry of mismanagement if three people attend matches Yes, we can. And we can doubly blame him. <laughs> the first account is that as... Yeah, come on. That's such an old model. What club is still... Rely- if COVID taught us anything, is that you need multiple uh, revenue streams to run a football club. He's not able to do that. That's on him. And also, he's the chairman of the Premier Soccer League. There's supposed to be a plan to get people into those stadiums. So if he as the chairman is not ensuring that that plan is in place, we can blame him doubly so. With the third biggest brand in local football. Yeah, and he's the been... Third- able biggest, to monetize it. Third biggest support base and he can't monetize that and uh, it's got nothing to do with uh, gate takings, I'm sorry. Uh, the man is simply failing to manage the club. Uh, put your hand up, Farai. I mean, sell the club if you can't run it but Caps United fans right now, they look like they've just had enough. Yeah, we're going to start a hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> sell Caps. Uh, <laughs> that's all we have for you guys. Uh, we'll be back, of course, on the show on Friday to build up to what should be a phenomenal weekend in the world of sport. And by then, we hope we'll be reporting the news that Zimbabwe has qualified for the main stage of the T20 World Cup. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world 
on any pitch in the world in front of any player in the world and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Madod, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.